The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome. Employment Law Show. We are ready to go. We hope you are as well. So please bring it on. You have questions about your employment being uh, coming off a temporary layoff, COVID-19, you got a severance offer in front of you. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. We cover it all. The email throughout the morning goes like this, help at employmentlawyer.ca. How are you, Lior? What's going on, pal? Well, Johnny, I am doing well. I'm always nice. glad to be here, and I'm looking forward to another busy show, answering a lot of questions, helping a lot of people so that uh, the workplace issues that people are facing, John, hopefully uh, can be resolved. That's, why, that's it. why we're always here, and that's why we want to talk to people. So take advantage that we're here. Ask your question about your job. Maybe the week that you, you had wasn't the best week. Maybe there's uncertainty about your job. Are you going back to work? Are you going to be let go? Maybe your boss did something and you're wondering how you should respond or what your rights are. Well, hey, no need to wonder. I'll tell you exactly what it is, uh, and hopefully we can uh, solve your problem and many one, uh, many others as well. But, John, you know how I like to start? Always like to start with the week there was. A couple situations that came across my desk just over the past uh, week You know, while we're waiting for our calls. First situation I'll talk to you about was uh, a gentleman who had been on a layoff because of COVID for the last uh, couple of months. Now, he he loved his job. He knew that he doesn't have to accept the layoff, but he wanted to accept it because he was hoping to come back to work. He that's That was his main goal, which is fine. But in the meantime, like the rest of us, he still needs to live. He sti- still needs income. So what he did is instead of just sitting at home and uh, you know, praying that uh, he'll get uh, the call back to work, he decided to, to have another job while he's waiting. Mm-hmm. So he took another job and uh, he was working. He wasn't making as, mu- as much money as he did with his original job, but uh, it was still good enough to make a, a living. Right. So a few weeks after that, company finds out, I guess, and they, well, they email him, ask him, are you really working at another job? He said yes. So they say, okay, well, we then understand that you've resigned. We wish you all the best, and here's your record of employment confirming that you've resigned. And literally in a panic, he calls me and he says, well, wait, wait a second. I mean, uh, they laid me off. I, I have to put food on the table, so I'm working while I'm waiting for them to call me back to work. Did I do something wrong? And this, by the way, John, is a fairly common situation right now. Uh, right now. A lot of people are on a layoff, and in the meantime, they're wondering, should I work? Can I work? What does that mean? So let's clarify this. You absolutely can work somewhere else while you're on a layoff, and that's not considered a resignation. Okay? It's not. Now, you can go work somewhere where you're revealing your former employer secrets. But, yeah, you absolutely can work. That's not a resignation. The only time it would be a resignation is if you're called back to work and you choose not to go back, and that's fine. But the fact that you're working somewhere else is not a problem. So this uh, this person's employer got it wrong. In fact, by send, saying that he's resigned, they've terminated his employment. They have to pay him severance. So the rule is very simple. You are able to work somewhere else while you're on a layoff if that's what you choose. Keep in mind, of course, that this gentleman decided that he wanted to accept the layoff. He didn't have to, neither do you. If you are put on a layoff, you can choose not to accept the layoff. You can choose to treat that layoff as a termination and get your severance. But if you are going to sit at home and wait for the company, if you want and you're able to find another job, you can do that and you've done nothing wrong by doing it. 
That's the whole basis of, you know, even being on layoff or otherwise or, you know, non-competes. Your government doesn't like you not being able to have the chance to go out and earn a living, so it makes sense, right? It does make sense. Uh, our, our, our government, as you said, our courts, they've all said we don't like things that tell people you can't work. We don't like things that prevent people from earning a living, and preventing anyone from earning a living generally is going to be against the law, John. What else you got going on? Spoke with a lady uh, just yesterday, and uh, she had uh, heard from her employer after she had uh, told their employer she needed to work from home for medical reasons. She provided a doctor's note saying that for medical reasons, she has to uh, be allowed to work from home. Now, she was in an accounting role, uh, accounts receivable role, so she's in front of a computer and on the phone, exactly the type of job that you can do remotely, you can do from home. She's not, you know, working on a machine uh, at a factory. Right. So her employer said, well, no, uh, no one is working from home. Uh, our job is available for you. We're not obviously going to punish you, but you can be on an unpaid leave until you're able to come back and work in the office. But we're not going to let you work from home. So her question to me when she called me was very simple. Uh, do, if I'm able to work from home and my doctor says that's what I need, do they have to let me or can they just say, sorry, we're not going to do it? Mm-hmm. So the answer is very simple. If she has a legitimate medical condition that her doctor is backing up, corroborating, then her employer does have to accommodate, if at all possible. Uh, And in this case, if she is able to do her job at home, uh, if she is able to do her job effectively, if she's uh, in front of her computer in her own house, then yes, that is exactly the type of accommodation that her employer has to allow to happen. They can't say no. They can't give her uh, a leave without pay because they're able to accommodate. Now, it doesn't matter what the policy is. It doesn't matter what the company wants or what it did with other employees. If you have a legitimate medical condition and if your employer can accommodate, then they must accommodate. So this is a human rights violation. Uh, It's illegal. So my hope is that this employer is just not aware of of his own obligation. So I'm going to write a very nice letter to this employer, nicely reminding them of their obligations, and hopefully they'll just back off uh, so, But there's an important reminder there. Yes, you can work from home with the doctor's note if it's possible for you to do that work. If you're not sure if you can, if you're not uh, getting cooperation from your employer, let's talk about it and let me help you. And that duty to accommodate you talk about has got a very high threshold for employers, so they really have to go to great extent to make that happen for you. They can't just simply say, eh, you know, it's a little tough. I'm not doing it. Yeah, and in some situations, the accommodation may be a bit hard for the company. They have to, you know, may cost them some money. They may have to really make some arrangements to allow for it to happen. Well, they still have to do it unless it's so difficult and so outrageous that it becomes unreasonable. They still have to accommodate even if it's not easy. Ask your questions. Do it. The advice is free. It's a good thing. Uh, Paul, how are you, Paul? I'm okay. How are you? We're great. Uh, What's on your mind? Okay, it's it's a bit of a long story, but here I go. I'll make it brief. I'm calling because on behalf of my uh, my, my wife, uh, she has been on layoff since uh, mid March, I guess, because of COVID. Um, she works at a daycare, and they've reopened, obviously, um, limited limited capacity, but her position's been filled by somebody else at the at the business. She hasn't been called back. So the the problem here, believe it or not, Paul, is not the fact that uh, her position was filled by somebody else. The, the The problem here is the fact that the layoff to begin with was actually not something her employer was allowed to do. So here's what I mean by this. She now has two options. 
The first option is she can wait and see if she does get called back to work. And if she does wait, she could be waiting until September of 2021. So that's about you know 11 months from now. Uh, and, and that is certainly an option. She can wait. And if she, by September, the company will have to, by next September, tell her either she's back to work or no, she's not, and here's your severance. But So that's option number one. Option number two is she's able to make the decision herself right now and treat this layoff as a termination. Treat this whole situation as if her employment was terminated and require her employer to pay her severance. So that is an option that she has. So she can wait for the company, for her employer to make the decision, in which case the employer has until next September, or she can make the decision herself. From the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like they're about to call her back anytime soon. So no. to sit and, and, and wait for another potentially almost a year, to me, makes no sense whatsoever. I think the better right. approach is let's get severance. Now, how long has she been there, Paul? She's been there, uh, it's over 10 years. I want to say 12. So, she, yeah, she probably would be looking at about a year's pay is what they'd owe her in terms of severance. So right. if she wants to get that pay, uh, Paul, I'm happy to talk to her. I'm happy to help her. It's not even going to be complicated. So uh, those are the options. Yeah, I think that's that's more than likely the route because – at this point, we just received an email from the employer uh, indicating that, that she's not going to be recalled for a while. And they actually invited her to go and look for other employment. Well, that's very nice of them. But th- th- the nice thing about it is, from your w- uh, wife's perspective, she can get severance. So, yes, she should look for another job because, as I said at the beginning of the show, we all need to live. We all need to earn a living. But she can also get her severance. In fact, she must get her severance. So I would connect with her or have her connect with me, I should say, and let me help her get that severance. A letter or two from me should get it done. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I called your office yesterday and left a voicemail. Perfect. So we'll call back as soon as possible and we'll we'll take care of it. Thank you. Paul, appreciate uh, appreciate your time. And just in case, I'll give you that number again and email all the contact information, one 821 5,900 is the way to do that, and if you're listening, you can use that information as well. The, uh, the email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We are going to get into our topic of the day here in just a bit called You Can't Be Let Go From Your Job If. That is on the way, and if you want to use it when we're not doing the show here, uh, whether it's today or uh, other times in the weekend or the week or the TV show, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Go have a look at that website as we take a break. Employment Law Show. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Indeed, and welcome back to the show. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address and the topic for Today, you can't be let go from your job if. These are things, uh, Lior, I would say the vast majority of people who haven't tuned into the show for years would not even realize, right? Well, I, I would say differently. I think that people would assume that there are more reasons as to why you cannot be let go from a job. Because the general rule is, yes, you are able to be let go from your job. Uh, as long as you get paid your severance. So you may not have done anything wrong. You may have, in fact, been the top employee. Your employer is still allowed to let you go, as unfair as that is, as long as they pay you severance. But what we're talking about is some situations where where the exception applies, where despite getting severance, it's still illegal 
to let you go. So the, the situation where it's actually illegal to let you go is actually fairly limited, but those are c- t- cases where if you have been let go for one of those reasons that we're going we're to list, yeah, that's wrong, that's illegal, you really have to do something about it, so you want to stay tuned for this for sure. You got it. We'll get into our uh, first one off the top of the list here is you cannot be let go for discriminatory reasons. That's right. And that is the main reason why someone cannot be let go. So you can never be let go for discriminatory reasons, for something that's considered discrimination. So you cannot be let go because of your age or your ethnicity or your medical condition, uh, religion, etc. Those are discriminatory reasons, and no one can ever let you go because of that. No, your employer can't say, well, you know, you're getting up there in age, uh, Bob, so uh, we're going to let you go so we can hire someone younger. No. Regardless of the severance that the employer may pay, it's still a human rights violation. So anytime you've been discriminated against, it's a human rights violation. You have a right, for example, to work until whatever age you decide. Uh, Your employer, in fact, has to accommodate you if you have a medical condition. Uh, Your employer may have to accommodate any religious uh, uh, limitations that you have in terms of days or hours you can work. You cannot be let go for any reason that's discriminatory. If you are, then not only, of course, are you owed severance because you're always owed severance, but you're also going to be owed human rights damages. In some situations, you can even get reinstated. It's illegal to be let go for discriminatory reasons. That's a, that's a that's a good one too because a lot of people would figure oh I'm close to sixty five I got to retire anyway so they're just kind of pushing me out the door there's not much I can do about it right there's no such thing in in Ontario frankly anywhere in Canada now uh, as mandatory uh, retirement we got rid of that some you know fifteen years ago or so uh, and uh, so now you can work until whatever age you decide doesn't matter what the company wants doesn't matter what a company policy may be you get to decide and if anyone tries to push you to do something contrary to what you want that's illegal you cannot be let go for trying to enforce your rights in the workplace absolutely so the whole point of having rights the whole point of having entitlements is that you have the ability to enforce those so can you imagine if yes you have rights but if you try to enforce those rights you can get punished it would be absurd there'll be no point having rights so the law is aware of that so the law says very simply you cannot be let go for trying to enforce your rights. So I'm going to give you some examples. Maybe you think you're owed overtime and the company is not paying you overtime. Well, you can enforce that. You can inquire about that. You can push the company on that. You cannot be fired or, frankly, punished for doing that. Same thing if you didn't get your vacation pay or if you think that the company is miscalculating your commissions what have you. You cannot be let go for trying to stand up for your rights, for asking about your rights, or for trying to enforce them. We call that a reprisal. When a company punishes you in any way for enforcing your rights, that's a reprisal, and that's illegal. That's something that the law takes very seriously. We all have a right to find out about our rights and to enforce them. And once we do, we have this protection around us. No one can touch us. And by the way, this is true even if it turns out that we were wrong. So we thought we were owed overtime, and it turns out, no, no, we were actually wrong. We're not owed overtime. Despite that, you can never be let go for wanting to get your overtime or for trying to get the overtime because that, again, would be a reprisal. So always feel comfortable uh, to advocate for your legal rights. By the way, you want to reach out anytime to Lior or his team, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. You cannot be let go if you complain about workplace harassment. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. And that actually ties to the previous we talked, uh, yep. thing we talked about, that you can't be let go for, being, uh, for enforcing your rights. Well, 
uh, enforcing her rights as relates to harassment is one of those rights. So if you've been mistreated, if you've been uh, working in a poisoned work environment, someone is not treating you properly, that's wrong. That's illegal because we all have a right to work in a safe and a healthy and supportive work environment. So that means that if you are being mistreated, you can do something about it. You can talk to HR. You can file a harassment complaint. You can pursue your rights, and you cannot, under any circumstances, be punished for doing that. If you were to be punished, that would be a violation of many things. It could be a violation of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, the Employment Standards Act, potentially the Human Rights Code. So no, you cannot be punished. If you're being mistreated, talk to someone. Give your company a chance to fix the problem. Talk to HR. Talk to the owner. Talk to someone in a position of authority because once you do, number one, you can't be punished, but number two, they now have a legal obligation to investigate and to take measures to fix the problem. So you should always know you have this dome of protection around you. If you are uh, pursuing your your rights when it comes to harassment, no one can touch you. And if anyone even tries, yeah, that's going to be something where there's significant legal repercussions. Well, you always see my follow-up question coming quickly, and that is what if the boss is the one you're supposed to report to? They're the one who's harassing you. Exactly. And a lot of people say, well, Leah, wait a second. There's no one to talk to. It's right. the owner that's harassing me. Who am I going to talk to? You're right. If you if there's no one to talk to because uh, the, the person harassing you is the person that would have to deal with it, then we need to deal with it externally. That's when you reach out to me and let me deal with it. Uh, potentially, I can get you out of there with compensation. But the rule is the same. You should not ever hesitate to pursue your rights when it comes to harassment. Always get to the phones. Always love our callers. Top priority. Make the show what it is. In that regard, Michaela, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're fantastic. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, so I recently returned from mat leave with my com- with my company, and they want to change my shift. I don't have accommodations for the childcare for certain days of the shift. And um, when I kind of spoke up about it, they kind of said, you know, you have 60 days to comply or um, they'll have to take further action. And um, like they're really pressuring me to take the shift, but I cannot, I cannot work it. So can you give me a, a, a sense, Michaela, how is your, chi- your shift being changed? What kind of hours are they changing? So I was on Monday to Friday before my mat leave, and yeah. I had kids previously. And now um, they want me working weekends. And it's a big corporation. They are able to make accommodations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's actually three things they've done wrong here. I was, I was counting kind of on my fingers, but there's three things. Number one is they have to keep your job and give you the same job when you come back from maternity leave. So right there, they've done something wrong. They're not allowed to say, okay, coming back from maternity leave, we're going to give you a different shift than the one you had. So that, number one, is, is illegal. Number two is even if we forget about this whole uh, uh, maternity leave issue, they actually don't have the legal rights uh, to, to change your job. That's considered the constructive dismissal. If you used to work weekdays, now they want you to work weekends. That's a constructive dismissal, so that's illegal. And number three is the fact that you need accommodation because of childcare. They actually have a legal obligation to accommodate you if you can't work the shift that you want you because of uh, legitimate childcare obligations. So they've done a number of things wrong here. It's not even close. So. Your options. Uh, the, the first option you have, obviously, you can choose to take the shift and figure it out. I, I don't think you should because you don't have to. 
You can treat this whole situation as a constructive dismissal. You can treat that as a human rights violation. We can get you out of there with compensation. What I would do to is say, say this. I would send them a letter or an email saying that uh, I, I feel I should be given the same shift. I need you to accommodate me because I don't have child care obligations, and I want to continue working my regular shift. If they do anything other than back off, I want you to call me. Okay? That's illegal. Okay. I can get them to back off. But I want you to send that email so it's in writing, addressing the mat leave issue, addressing the child care, make sure it's in writing. I know you probably already spoken to yeah. them, but I want it to be in writing. And then if they don't back off, give me a call because they've really done this wrong. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Thanks, Michaela. Appreciate uh, your time as well for the uh, the phone call, one 821 5900 That's how you reach out by phone, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, we're talking about uh, things you can't be let go from your job if, and that one dovetails nicely to this, you cannot be let go for any re- uh, reason rather related to pregnancy or a parental leave. My God, we, we timed this perfectly. <laughs> Absolutely. No Thanks, Michaela. <laughs> Thanks, Michaela. I appreciate that. No, so this, again, should go without saying, but you'd be yeah. surprised. In fact, Michaela's is a good example of that. Uh, no one can do anything to you if you're going to take a parental leave or if you're coming back from a parental leave. Number one, your employer has to allow you to take that leave, despite that the fact that the timing may not be great for them. Well, it is what it is. Too bad. You have to allow it to happen. Number two is you have to be given the same job and the same pay at the same shift, just like I was telling Michaela, when you come back from a parental leave. And if the company doesn't do that, instead, if they certainly choose to let you go, that's illegal. Breach of the Human Rights Code, breach of the Employment Standards Act, illegal, illegal, illegal. So you cannot be let go because you took a parental leave, because you're coming back from a parental leave, because you're going to take a second parental leave. None of that is legal. It can't happen regardless of severance. The only time, and and this is a very narrow situation, the only time that the company can let you go uh, coming back from a parental leave, if if the decision has absolutely, and I do mean absolutely nothing to do with the leave. The best example is they shut down the whole department. They let 25 people go. You're one of those 25 people. Okay, we can't say that it has anything to do with your parental leave. But if it's even remotely close to being tied to your parental leave, that's illegal. Your employer cannot do that. And if you're ever in that situation, I want you to connect with me as soon as possible. And they can't let you go if they prefer the person who is covering your mat leave. Say this person's like tenfold a better employee than you are. Not by your fault. They're just really good. They can't let you go for that reason either, can they? I, I was speaking just uh, the other day with someone that, that was exactly in that situation. Uh, the company hired someone, and apparently they liked this new person better than, than her while she was on a leave. No, they can't do that. If it means they have to let go of the replacement, well, that's what they have to do because their obligation, if the job is available, okay, if the job is still there with the company, the company has to take back the person back from maternity leave or parental leave, and if they don't, that's a problem. There's no exceptions to that, John. Want to reach out? Here's how you do it again. An amazing website, free and absolutely anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Within that is also the severance pay calculator. Remember that? Check that out. one 821 5900 to reach out by phone and emails, which we'll get to in just a bit here. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Good to have you along here. Employment Law Show. Reaching out when we're not on the air. Do so. Keep this number. You never know when you need it for uh, yourself, for friend, family member, a pal. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is available free and anonymous for you. Anytime. Phone calls. That is our top priority. We always get to those first before we carry on with any other content. In that regard, Richard, thanks for standing by. How are you? I'm a union member. I'm currently um, coming towards the end of an internal or an investigation by a third party um, about uh, a discriminatory or it's a discriminatory investigation. I've already been found to have not discriminated in any way, whether consciously or subconsciously, by that third party investigator. My question is. The, the employer didn't follow their own policies, and, and I believe the investigation to be vexatious. How do I go about addressing that, and can I as a union member with your services? Unfortunately not. You cannot do that. The only one that can address this is the union. The union may be able to file a grievance and, and deal with that that way, but as a union employee, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. You can't hire me. You can't hire anyone else. It has to be the union. So that's the only advice I can give you, Mike. Talk to your union, see what they think, and try to push them to help you in this situation. Literally, that's your only recourse here. One, fo- one follow-up question. If I was willing to quit my job, could I then pursue it? No, unfortunately not. No, because all of this arises out of your job, out of your employment. So the union is the only one that can help you. There's no way around that. You can't, you know, sign a paper saying I'm not part of the union. Quitting your job doesn't change that. So it has to be the union. Thank you for your time. Appreciate your help. Appreciate it, Richard. Thank you. And you want to chime in, make that phone call. We're here to answer those calls always. Mike, you're up next. How's it going? Good. What's going on with you? Question. So I own a company that uh, everybody on March was, uh, you know, obviously off because of the COVID. And uh, one of my employees uh, went behind my back and opened up his own company and started taking a few of our customers. Am I allowed to fire him for that? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Except the the one thing that you have to keep in mind is I'm assuming he did that while he was on a layoff? Yes, exactly. So – he may take the position, and it's actually a legally correct position, that the layoff itself was a termination of employment, despite the fact that, in your mind, this was just a temporary uh, situation, that the layoff itself was a termination. But generally, if, if an employee, an existing employee, uh, does something to hurt the business by taking customers, by trying to compete with their very employer, yeah, that's cause for termination any day. Uh, but the other thing I would want you to look at is, do you have an employment agreement with this guy that prevents him from doing that? Because other than firing him, you could then potentially also take legal action against him if, in fact, you have an employment agreement like that with him. If you don't, by the way, good idea moving forward with all employees, uh, certainly employees that are, are in a more senior position, is to have something in the agreement that prevents them from soliciting clients, maybe even from that prevents them from competing, a very good piece of advice to have that always with employees. Yeah, I, I don't have, I don't mind to do that because what I do is that they try and do what he does. What I do is I find out where he buys his product, and I say to them, hey, if I buy a certain amount of product, you don't sell it to him, and they usually agree to that. That part I'm not worried about. But the thing is, while he was on, uh, while, he, while he was off, he had my company van at home. He didn't oh. want to, you know, I asked him a few times, hey, you want to come in a few times? He said no. Then I find out later that one of the dealerships that we deal with started calling him 
behind my back, right? And they don't call us anymore. So am I allowed to say, hey, you're fired. You stole business from us. That's yes. it. He's already telling people that, oh, they owe me, they owe me severance pay for, if they lay me off. Well, and like I said, you know, we talked about this earlier on the show. So let's say you laid him off on a March 15th, whatever it is. And let's say yes. April 1st, as an example, he started uh, taking business from you. The layoff itself in March 15th could be considered by him a termination. And if he was terminated March 15th, then he's not your employee on April the 1st. So really, he can do whatever he wants. So that's the problem is a layoff, despite the fact that that's not what you intended, a layoff could be considered a termination. That's the problem here, Mike. Even though I left my company van at his house and didn't take it back, cell phone, his van was full of inventory. I didn't correct. touch it until like yeah. a month ago. No, I, correct. It is certainly possible for him to say that the layoff was a termination. Uh, if you want us to, to strategize how to deal with that, let's talk off air. There's ways to, to uh, say that he's essentially accepted the layoff by keeping the van. So you, you and I need to have a discussion before you let this guy go because otherwise you may find you have to pay him severance. So why don't you connect with me off air, Mike, and let's have a chat. Because I also have evidence that that dealership is calling him directly. I have a voice recording on my company phone, them calling him to do a job behind the company's back. Is that good enough right. evidence? It is good enough evidence, but we need to deal with the actual layoff before he actually did that. So that's the issue here. So why don't you and I have a chat, and I can help you uh, sort this out. Mike, appreciate your time, brother. Here is that number, one 821 5900 help at Let's squeeze one more in before we break. That's going to be uh, Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Beauty. What's uh, What's on your mind? Well, it pertains to medical certificates. Um, I battle uh, kidney stones and gout, and I actually got the double whammy the other day. Uh, I ended up with gout in my feet and passing kidney stones at the same time. Went to the doctor, went to the hospital, um, ended up getting a medical certificate from both that I'd been to both places. When I turned them into the, in my work itself, they rejected them, saying that the information on there was vague. What, what information was on there? Uh, that uh, I had attended, uh, that I was off work due to a medical incident, and I had attended their offices. Okay, so, so let's be very clear. This is a great, great question because we, we get that quite often. So the only thing that you're required to give to your employer is something from a doctor that says whether you can or cannot work. So it doesn't, you're not required to say if it's because of gout or kidney stones or anything else. They don't have any right to know what the specific medical condition is. So if you are off work and you have a doctor's note saying you're, you're off work, that's it. They don't get to decide whether or not to accept that. They don't get to decide whether it's good enough. So that's all you're required. And if they try to do anything to you because they're trying to get more information that they're not allowed to get, that's illegal. So, uh, Jim, all you have to do is whether you can work, whether or not you can't work, and that's it. That's all you're required to provide. Okay, because the, the reason I'm – well, I was, I, was, I was annoyed by the whole thing is they've actually issued me a final for attendance because of this. <laughs> um, meaning if I miss one more full day, they, they have the right to terminate me. Now, I've not signed that letter um, and sent an email back disputing it saying, uh-uh, I provide you these letters if you choose not to use them. Um, you know, that's at your discretion, not mine, but I have done my due diligence. 
You, you absolutely have. I can tell you legally they cannot do anything to you. What you may want to do right now to kind of preempt any any situation is why don't you have me send them a quick letter, potentially even an email saying, uh, guys, back off here. Here's why legally you can't do that. Just so that they don't even try to let you go. You've done nothing wrong. And for them to try to let you go, not only would that be a wrongful dismissal, it could also be a human rights violation, Jim, but we may be able to preempt the whole thing by simply uh, having me send them a quick letter. Actually, I think that's definitely something that the path that I will go. Terrific. Uh, Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Here's how you reach out further. I'll give it again, and I continue to give it throughout the show. So, uh, so keep it with you. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The email is help at employmentlawyer.ca, and the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll continue more employment law show coming up. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is, and you still have time for that phone call, so uh, so make it. Send along an email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and you can catch our TV show. Simply go to employmentlawyer.ca, and you'll catch us on the Global TV and CTV as well, doing the 30-minute version of this. You cannot be let go from your job if you are sick and cannot work. That's right. <laughs> and by the way, that's I guess, ties into the last call that, that yeah. we got. is If you are sick, if you cannot work for medical conditions, if that is corroborated by a doctor, you cannot be let go. You absolutely cannot. Why? Well, because you've done nothing wrong. Right. If, if you're not able to work, that's not your fault. You can't be punished for that. The company can't say, well, you know, you're just not reliable, uh, Joe, so we're going to let you go. No, it doesn't work that way. Again, that could be a human rights violation. So that's not something an employer is allowed to do. And what flows from that is what I was telling our previous caller is that if you can't work for medical reasons, if you had to miss work for medical reasons, the only thing you're required to provide your employer is with a doctor's note that says you cannot work for medical reasons. That's it. What the medical reason is does not matter. Uh, You could be off maybe because you're suffering from anxiety. A lot of people right now are suffering from anxiety with COVID. Maybe it is a bad back. Maybe you've twisted your your ankle so you can't work. Whatever it is, as long as you you say to your doctor, uh, or as long as you give your employer a doctor's note saying that you cannot work, that's all that's required, and you cannot be let go. Cannot because you're sick, because you cannot work for medical reasons. How about this one? You cannot be let go if you have a drug or alcohol problem. It's a disability, right? That's right. So if you have a problem, uh, an addiction, that is considered a disability, very much like another medical condition would be. So you cannot be let go because of a disability. Now, it's very, that's very different than saying that, well, you know, I, I partied too hard last night, so I showed up to work stoned or drunk. That is not a disability. That's irresponsible. And, yeah, you can be let go for that. But if you have a medical condition, if you have an addiction, in fact, I would say be honest with your employer. Tell them about it because that way they know. Now, that doesn't mean that you can just show up to work when when you're not able to perform a job. You may need to go off work, maybe seek some treatment, but you cannot be punished. You cannot be let go because you have a disability. So it is a good idea to be honest with your employer, to tell them that you're struggling with it, to tell them what you're doing to ensure that you are showing up to work uh, in a situation where you can do the job, 
but you cannot be punished because you have a disability, and that includes being uh, having an addiction to alcohol or drugs. Get over to a uh, phone call here. Edward, thanks for hanging on for a moment. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, my, my question is, I was, I've been with the company now for 15 years, and the first 14 years I was a driver, and they tried for a year and a half to get me to go into management, so I finally did. But if something were to happen, they always said I'd probably go back as a driver, but I, I would lose my seniority as a driver at the start the bottom of the pack. So uh, if something were to happen that I had to leave that that employment for some, one reason or another, would they have to pay me severance on the one year as management or my entire time there as a driver and management? Excellent. So remember, first of all, that severance is paid if they let you go, right? So it wouldn't be paid if, if, if you leave. But if the company lets you go, yes, you're now a 16-year employee. So they have to pay you severance like a 16-year employee. Absolutely. So the nice thing about this is that because you're right now management, uh, because you're in a more senior position, you get more severance than if you were still a driver. Because one of the factors is the type of job that you have. So, yeah, you'd be considered a 15 or 16-year, whatever it is, employee, but you'd get more severance right now because of the fact that you're management. So you'd probably be looking at anywhere from 16 to 18 months' pay is what they would owe you right now. So you do not lose your uh, your years as drivers when it comes to your severance. Well, that's great to hear. Thank you very much. Thanks, Edward. Keep in, keep in mind, Edward, if uh, if you need other uh, other advice, you can uh, can reach out to Lior, no problem, one 582 one fifty nine hundred help at employmentlawyer.ca is the uh, is the way there. You cannot be let go from your job for trying to unionize. There's actually right now currently an Indigo location in Square One who are doing exactly that, or they're going through the process of it. Absolutely, and you know, let's let's face it, a lot of employers may not be happy if uh, their union uh, unions tries to organize, or if there's people actively in the workplace uh, supporting the union. Uh, an employer may not be happy, but despite that, our laws could not be clearer. You cannot be let go because you're supporting a union, because you're advocating for a union, because you're trying to get a union in. No, you cannot be. Uh, that 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 is illegal. That's one of the most basic rights that employees have is to try to unionize. You may like unions, you may not, but you have a right to bring in a union, to ask about a union, to talk to the union, and to try to organize. And you cannot be let go for that at all. That's actually a situation that if you are let go, you can get reinstated. It's very difficult uh, in, in, with our laws to actually get your job back. But this is a situation that if you are let go because of your support to the union, the company uh, may have to bring you back. They could be ordered to bring you back. So if you support a union, if that's what you want to do, you have a right to pursue that knowing that no one can let you go because of it. We'll get to one more before we slide over to email. That is, you cannot be let go if the company is trying to avoid money it owes you. Right, and I've seen this happen. Uh, well, we owe this guy a bonus in January, so I know what to do. Let's let him go in November or December to avoid paying it. It doesn't work. Not only is that just wrong, you would, the company would still have to pay the money, and in fact, they may have to pay additional damages because of their bad faith conduct. A company can't avoid paying you what it owes by uh, finding a convenient termination date. That's wrong. That's illegal. It just doesn't work, John. Jack, our first email up, by the way, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca to send one along for you as well. Jack says, I was just told that I either have to take a pay cut or go on a temporary layoff for three months. What can I do? 
Well, he can do one of those things, so he can agree to a layoff or a pay cut, but there is a third option, which is none of the above. Uh, he does not have to accept a layoff. He does not have to accept uh, a, a, a reduction in pay. Both of those are constructive dismissals. So he can tell his employer, no, I'm not interested in either of those. I just want to continue working the way I've always always have been. And if they don't do that, if in fact they do something else, if they reduce his pay, put him on, put him on a layoff, he can treat that as a termination and require them to pay him severance. We'll get to uh, Patrick here. I think we've got time to slide Patrick's email in. He says, guys, I was recruited by a, a very large company from a job I had for many years. I was just let go 10 months after I started because they said I wasn't a good fit. How much severance am I owed? That's a great question. You have a secure job. You're working away, and then someone comes and convinces you to leave and join another company. They make it sound like a very attractive uh, uh, offer. And then you do that only to be let go shortly thereafter. We call this inducement. You were induced to leave a secure job. In that situation, you actually get enhanced severance that recognizes your time with the previous company. So you may have had 10 years with the first company. You were recruited and worked for 10 months with a new company. Well, now you're considered an 11-year employee, and severance is going to be based on that. So if you've been recruited and then let go, you're owed enhanced severance. So this could be the case if you've been in a place for 25 years, you get pulled over to a different company, and after three months or six months, they say, hey, you're not a good fit. That's what they're looking at? That's exactly what you're looking Ouch. at. So, so instead of getting severance as a six-month employee, you're going to get severance as a 25-year employee. And so be very careful with the employment agreement that you signed if you were recruited away because you don't want to give up your rights if you're leaving a secure job. And you want to carry on after the show? Now that we are done, please reach out. Don't hesitate. It could be a very costly, so just do it. The uh, The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. There you go. The phone number, 1-855-821-5900. The website, always use it, free, anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you on our next show, and you can go to employmentlawyer.ca to catch links to our television show on Global TV and CTV as well. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show, this is Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.